Welcome to the St. Richard's Episcopal Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Rev. Cameron Nations. For more information, please visit strichards.org. So the disciples have spent the night, the whole night, out fishing in the Sea of Galilee. But by morning, they've caught nothing. They come back to shore, ready to put everything away and mend their nets. But Jesus is there. Jesus is by the shore and exhorts Peter to take the boat back out again and let out their nets one more time. Now, reluctantly, Peter does what Jesus says, and this time they all catch so many fish that their nets can barely hold them all, and they start to break um, that they are so full of fish. I see some of you kind of looking at your bulletins. The same thing happened at 8 o'clock. Because the reading I'm summarizing sounds a whole lot like the one that we just read, except it's not. It's from Luke chapter 3, or 5. It's from Luke, okay? It's from Luke. It's not from John. It is not from John, but it is from a story that sounds very similar. Very, very similar. And I wouldn't blame you for assuming that this was, in fact, a summary of today's gospel reading. Uh, nor would I blame you for being a bit confused if some of the details seem slightly off. Now, for those of you who joined us this past Lent for our Wednesday uh, studies, uh, Bible studies, we studied, did a study on Simon Peter, uh, you will, um, ha- th- this will be familiar to you. Uh, you might be catching on to the fact that these stories are different. Man, it's a tough crowd. It's tough. Ah. Uh, I did just tell you they were different. It's a little, I, I, anyway. Okay, all right. Well, they are different, right? Uh, The first is the story of Jesus calling the disciples, okay? And the second um, is a post-resurrection appearance from the Gospel of John, as we just talked about. Um, But there are some very important parallels. And in fact, um, the fact that today's Gospel reading echoes that earlier one is quite important for a number of reasons that I want to discuss today to talk about what it means to follow Jesus, and the opportunity that we have to do that each and every day. Now, in the calling of the disciples, the story I was actually summarizing for you at the beginning of the sermon, uh, Peter exclaims something that I think is very important. Uh, After he, you know, puts the nets back in the water and they start catching all of the fish, uh, Peter falls to his knees, Luke tells us, and proclaims, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. This is what Peter says. Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. Now, right after this, Jesus will tell them not to be afraid, and he says, from now on, you won't just be fishermen, you will be fishers of men. It's that famous line. And so, Luke writes, they pulled their boats up on the shore, left everything, and followed him. And followed him. Now, already, you can see some parallels with today's reading. Jesus, in many ways, is bringing the disciples back to where it all began, back by the Sea of Galilee, back to their life as fishermen. And Peter, who declares himself sinful in that first account, back in Luke, now has to live with the guilt of having denied his Savior three times at the point when Jesus needed him most. And again, in John's account, Peter gets this beautiful chance at redemption. He denies Jesus three times, and today he has three chances 
to express his love for Jesus. Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? And Peter, of course, declares ever more emphatically, yes, Lord, I do love you. You know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus charges Peter to tend his flock, to tend to the church that Peter will be instrumental in growing and starting. Today's gospel account ends the same way as that initial call story did, doesn't it? With Jesus saying, follow me, follow me. Now, if I was to ask you which of these two stories is the story of the calling of the disciples, what would you say? I can tell you what your Bibles would say. Your Bibles, if they have those little headings in them like mine does, your Bibles will tell you that that first story is the calling of the disciples. This one, it, it's something like Jesus appears to the disciples or something like that, where Jesus appears by the lake. It should be called Jesus Cooks Breakfast, okay, if I was to, if I was to head it, because that's what he's doing, right? But, um, but no, the first story, our Bibles will tell us, is the calling of the disciples, but I think actually both of these are call stories. Both of these stories are the calling of these disciples because God doesn't call any of us just once, does he? Opportunities for new beginnings and fresh starts, just like redemption itself, those don't happen only once. Thanks be to God. Right? Now, the first call story that I summarized from you from Luke was a call for the disciples to follow Jesus on his earthly ministry. But the second, the one we hear today, is a call for the disciples to step fully into their own ministries walking in the way of Jesus and carrying the gospel of Jesus Christ forward in the world. Both call stories, but different. Now, there may come times in our own lives where we feel, perhaps much like the disciples did in today's reading, that God might be done with us, you know? If we ever felt that God was doing anything with us in the first place, that's making a pretty big assumption, right? Some of you may be going, well, I don't, I don't know if God's done with me because I, I haven't seen him do anything yet, you know? But we can feel like our story, like the story has ended. Perhaps we feel directionless. Maybe we don't know where to go. And so maybe we do what the disciples did, which is just to go back to what we know, what feels familiar. I mean, I think there's something kind of beautiful in the fact that they're all sitting by the sea, and I just kind of imagine Peter kind of, rub, you know, they're sitting around the fire, and Peter kind of rubs his legs and is like, all right, guys, I'm just going to go fishing. You know, I'm just going to go fishing. I don't know what to do next. This is what we know. Probably wanted a little catharsis, maybe just to breathe a little bit, get out on the water. I'm going to go fishing. And all of, all of the disciples who were with him go, yep, I will come with you. You know, sounds great. Let's just go. Let's just go fishing. We don't know what to do now. And so maybe we're the same way. Maybe you find yourself in that place today. You, you just are kind of stuck in a rut. You're going back to what you know, to what feels familiar. And maybe what feels familiar is what Peter might have been struggling with, wallowing in shame and regret, maybe. You know, again, he's just denied Jesus three times kind of having to figure that part out. So maybe he went out on the water to find some answers, to find some direction, or maybe he was just hungry. All of those are acceptable answers. <laughs> the good news for us this morning, though, is that each day, as corny as it may sound, it is absolutely true that each and every day, each and every morning, 
is a chance for a new start for each and every one of us. Each day is a day that God shows up on the shore, cooking us breakfast, <laughs> calling us forward, giving us a chance at redemption if that's what we need. And each day offers us an opportunity to begin again. No matter what stage of life we're in or what circumstances we face, no matter if we feel like our story is at its end. Every ministry, of course, has its season, but the story is never over. I mean, if that's not at least part of what Easter means for us, I don't know what does, right? You're never stuck. You're never too far gone. You're never beyond the welcoming embrace of Jesus. And if you don't believe me, take our reading from Acts this morning, where we see Saul, infamous, infamous and fierce persecutor of the early church. I mean, I love the way that Acts describes this. Well, Acts is written by Luke, so really I've quoted Luke twice today. Um, when it says he's still breathing threats against them. I mean, it's just this rich image, you know, almost like a dragon, you know, this sort of like, anyway. So infamous persecutor of the early church. And here he is, he's on his way to Damascus, and he, he gets knocked off his horse by this vision. And in this vision, he sees the Lord. Jesus says, it's, it's me, it's the person you've been persecuting this whole time. He's struck blind, he has to be escorted back to Damascus, and I have to wonder what Paul's probably, well, Paul, whoops, uh, spoiler alert, He's also Paul. He's St. Paul, okay? <laughs> we all know that. Okay, um, but Saul, also called Paul, as Acts will tell us. Um, Saul it has to be led back to Damascus, and you have to think, like, what is going on in his head? What is going on in his head at this point? He can't see. He's praying to God. But there in Damascus is another man, a man named Ananias, another follower of Jesus. And Jesus comes to Ananias in his own vision and instructs Ananias to go to Saul. Now, Ananias, understandably, is initially very hesitant to do this. Like, why would I go to this man who has notoriously been persecuting people like me? Why would I go there? Like, Jesus, I, I, maybe someone else can go. I don't know, right, if you're Ananias. But Jesus persists. He tells Ananias that there is more to Saul's story yet to be written, that Saul's story is not over. He is a chosen instrument, Jesus says in this vision, who will proclaim my name to the Gentiles, to their kings, and to the people of Israel. And so, Ananias goes to Saul, and there not only is he able to restore Saul's sight, but as I already kind of slipped a second ago, <laughs> this is kind of the moment, right, where Saul, who we refer to as St. Paul, will begin to go on and preach the gospel, literally right after this. It's immediately what happens right after this, as, as Saul goes and starts preaching the gospel and becomes one of the most important figures in the early church. I don't know, writes most of the New Testament. No big deal, right? No big deal. So all I'm saying, if the disciples aren't enough of an example, maybe Saul is one for us this morning, that each day is an opportunity to begin again. Each morning is another chance to have an encounter with Jesus, a life-changing encounter with Jesus. 
Now, at today's service, during the announcements, we'll have a little bit of a different announcement time today. At today's announcements, we will actually be commissioning uh, new members of our, chapters of, uh, of our chapter of the Daughters of the King. Um, the DOK is amazing for those of you who are not familiar with it. Um, it is a, uh, a, an organization um, that is devoted to prayer and service to the church. I mean, these ladies are like, they're incredible. These are, these are you know, <laughs> you think your clergy pray. Let me tell you. Well, I hope you think your clergy pray. You may be like, we never thought that. We never thought that, actually. Um, but these ladies, they, they pray. Um, and we are going to commission some new members of our Order of, da- of the Daughters of the King. But we're also going to be welcoming back some members into the fold as well who have, whose membership had lapsed. And we're also going to commission Mother Kelly as our chapter's chaplain. And I'm really, really excited to do all of that. And their witness to us this morning, through their own commitment to God, stepping into this particular ministry, this vital ministry, in the life of the church. But their witness to us in doing this is yet another reminder of the call that God places on each of our lives. It's a reminder that God is always calling us, no matter where we are in our own stories, whatever our circumstances God always calls us in every place to be faithful and to follow him, to follow him. Now look, I don't know what this looks like for each of you this morning. I don't know what it looks like for you to answer the call that Jesus places on your life. Maybe it's to seek forgiveness. Maybe it's to repair a broken relationship. Perhaps it's to pursue something that for years you have felt deeply in your heart, but have just never taken that first step to actually achieve. I don't know what it looks like for each of you this morning, but what I do know for certain is that Jesus is calling you. That to each of us, Jesus exhorts us to follow him. And so, what will you do when you're knocked off your horse? What will you do when you step off the boat and try to make it to shore? What will you do this morning as you walk to the altar rail to receive communion? Or to kneel in prayer? Or to stand in praise? How will Jesus meet you? Amen. Thank you for tuning in. For service times or more information on St. Richard's, please visit strichards.org.